Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 OTP backers get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swirl, our monthly exclusive bonus show where Kevin and I review bad movies. There are currently over 40 episodes that you could listen to straight away, and for our next episode, we shall be stepping into the Dumberverse either doing Dumb and Dumberer or Dumb and Dumber 2. And if you're listening to this on day of release, you might still have time to get on the Patreon and vote for which one you'd prefer. To sign up or just to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl with the inescapable scent of a wild chive. It's episode number <laughs> 95 coming to you from the wild forest of Hollywood, California, looking at all the edible flowers and incredibly poisonous mushrooms of Hollywood movies that my OTP Sam Chaplin has not laid his blooming papers on as of yet. Hello, Sam. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm very well, but also very hot spoiler alert it's another steaming hot sizzler from cinema sizzler here it's yeah I, I couldn't introduce my name until i introduced the fact that i'm hot because i feel like in any situation i would meet anyone right now i would say i'm very very warm as opposed to telling you hello my name is yeah. but yes uh, it is quite a hot one today sam it is and hot. I feel like when we have a heat wave and the last, I feel we had an episode very recently where it was quite hot. Yeah, I think the last one was a hot episode. And I yeah. worry if you add in the chaos of a hot episode of Cinema Swirl with the lack of novelty of it only happening once in a while, this could be a hellacious edition mm. because we're looking at a very funny movie today. Mm. Yes, Dumb and Dumber. That's what we're going Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Which I will yeah. point out, and I do keep track of such things, managed to evoke quite the, for fuck's sake, how has he not seen that film response, which I'm not saying that people are less and less shocked that you've not seen the movie, but they were certainly more acclimated to it, so I thought, and then you hadn't seen Dumb and Dumber, and... But it riots in the streets, Sam, what I'm saying. But it riots in the streets. Yes, you know, I was half tempted to dig out my favourite segment I don't think I've ever done, Sam Chaplin's Controversy Corner, because this oh. one, you know, <laughs> people saying, oh, for fuck's sake, how has he not seen this? Also, there was some kind of, you know, for fuck's sake, why are these being, why, why are you doing this? I'll sit this one out. There was some, there were some people saying they don't want to, oh, they're not really? interested. Yeah, but there was really? also some extremely positive, oh, Yay! Yeah. We're doing Dumber Dumber. Let's go for Dumber Dumber. Wow! I can't believe there's people who were like, didn't know. And was that like mm. any of the '90s comedies? Because this was as the result of a triple threat featuring three Hollywood comedy heavyweights of the '90s. Yes, for the most part, and I, you know, I can't quote them verbatim right now. The people who weren't happy about Dumber Dumber being watched probably wouldn't have been happy about any of the other two being watched. It wasn't like the wrong one was getting picked. It was more this genre, this grouping of films not for me so it's it's polarizing this it's definitely polarizing but it's also got some really enthusiastic lovers this film all right i will put hold my hands up and say i don't fucking know anything about ye at home now i don't know what what it is <laughs> I, it, like who are there you is What's any, your situation? Oh, i don't i don't understand because i would have said there is one thing that i'd be confident of if someone's like describe what the cinema swirl audience generally likes i would say you know like 
Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. Like yeah. movies that genuinely, like Dumb and Dumber is, it's a movie that everyone I ask about fucking loves. Yes. It's honestly, I feel a bit overwhelmed by the fact that I can easily say, I don't love this movie anywhere near as much as a lot of my closest friends because right. everyone, particularly in the UK, but I know in Ireland it, it certainly had its, uh, when I was at Dublin, it certainly had a, a fair share of super fans. This one's beloved, like yes. really beloved. Yes. My girlfriend Sophie is a, a massive fan of this film and has... I think you say is a massive fan of the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, she, and she writes, not Sam so <laughs> Not true. Uh, no, big fan. She's a, a huge fan of this film and has wanted us to watch this together previously and i've had to say no no we can't Whoa. watch it because i knew that i knew the day would come where this would come up but yeah she's she's a big fan of dumb and dumber i have never never thought i'd see the day when cinema swirl would prove to be a barrier in someone's relationship <laughs> and here we go you have to that's a i mean it's glad that you could explain it because there's some people where if they're like i want to watch dumb and dumber with you you've not seen it and you went no 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 some would consider that red flag behavior <laughs> I think if you didn't know that I had a podcast about podcast watching films, where you I specifically <laughs> had yeah. to do that. That's the asterisk. It's not a red flag. It's the red hot chili peppers. It's a red flag <laughs> with an asterisk in the middle of us. <laughs> So people have been on about me to watch this film, not just, you know, the person closest to me, but a lot of people in my life are big, big fans of this. So I'm... How did you go through university without seeing this? Um... Because I know, like, a lot of the circ... I ran in a few circles... In your university, and almost all of them featured Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Fanatical fans. But yes. I think, perhaps, maybe in my younger years, so my late teens, my early 20s, I might have thought that I could have been maybe above what I thought this is. <gasps> right? Wow. <laughs> I'm happy to admit to being... A, a wanker in the past you know yeah, that's i think fine. There, there's probably a bit of hoity-toity kind of i'm not watching so i think this is a kind of gross out comedy that's my understanding of what though like a, a stupid gross out gross out comedy when gross you say out. gross out yeah like wet gross out i think there's gonna be some some um some poo poo some puke puke some piss piss the, the three okay. p's of gross out humor yeah i think there's gonna never be mind your rule of threes comedians it's the rule of p's that we're interested here in this podcast okay yeah could you guess a plot for me oh yeah it's one of those ones that i can't book report my way out of and no, guess it's, it's it a vague title, title isn't it yeah I mean, um, the title allowed you to infer fluids, but plot? I don't know, mm, Sam. Yeah, I, so I think there's two characters. Oh, here we go now. This man's got you know, it figured out. The titular Tomb Raider. Sorry, Dumb and Dumber, who... Uh, See, I don't, I don't know what they actually do in this. Do you think one is dumber than the other? Dumber will be the dumber of the two. <laughs> which one is dumb and which one is dumber in your mind? I mean, I've seen you've seen the poster, so you know yeah. who's in the movie, right? I do. It's Jim, Jim Carrey and thingy. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yes. I mean, Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey, so he might be dumber. You know, Remind he's me, are you with Jim Carrey? Are you? Yeah. A I, I do remember we spent a lot of time when we did the mask episode, kind of saying that we had to respect his kind of, even if you don't like it, you have to respect his kind of his comedy success. I guess. Yes. I don't know. Certainly a force of nature in his own right, whether or not you like that force of nature. So yeah, with Jim Carrey, I, I, I've always enjoyed. 
Well, not always. I've often, I know, mostly enjoyed Jim Carrey's work, and he is a comedy force, isn't he? He's a sort of. I, we we saw this in The Mask. Yes. And we over on Cinema Swill didn't see this in Son of the Mask with. Is that the only time Jamie you've appeared on the podcast? Then is when we did The Mask. I'm struggling to think of another yeah. time. Yeah, that. Well, it might yeah. be worth it. I mean, I think that it certainly there is. There's the question here of you know, is this in a Jim Carrey vehicle on its own? Would you think you know because there's two people in it? Is he sharing the load or is he kind of the the main gimmick here, the main event? No, I reckon this is a you know a, a two hander, you know, a kind of waiting for God type thing. <laughs> this is you know maybe that's I'm... the closest you've come to a plot <laughs> guess yet. I mean, no, come on. You can't just pussyfoot around here now. Give it to me. Give it to me now. I want to know what the plot of Dumb and Dumber is. The titular dumb, the titular dumber. They're waiting for Godot. What happens next? Okay, here's what I think has happened. They become um, lecturers. Lecturers. Fancy Pants University. And they, by accident, they stumble into becoming... You know, because they're they're dumb and dumber. So they, I'm trying to think fish out of water. How can we make them oh, have so calamity here? In, in in the vein of a partridge amongst the pigeons, a couple of <laughs> dumbos amongst a big room of boffins. And yeah, that's why. Although uh, I kind of think it doesn't. Mm. And I think of Bill and Ted. It's not going to be a time travel or anything like that. But I think it's that kind of movie. Do you think it could be fantastical? Do you think perhaps, or is it going to be mm. gritty and grind? Not gritty, but grounded in reality. <laughs> G- gritty, gritty, gritty piece. Dumber streaming on AMC Plus now. <laughs> no, I think I don't think it's going to be too fantastical or comic booky, a la you know The Mask. I think it's going okay. to be just. Just silly and gross. Gross. And I don't always love gross. Yeah, I mean, yeah. have you thought of any kind of... We've seen, obviously, some movies with kind of dumb protagonists and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And we've seen yeah. some kind of, you know, 90s comedy. We certainly had our, our rodeo with Adam Sandler for a bit. Mm. I don't know. Are you expecting... Like, is this going to be crude and rude? Or is it going to be kind mm. of light and fluffy? Because think about... We're in the... Ni- this is mm. 90s I'm talking about here now. That is when we have uh, we have picked. So I don't know if this is an obvious one or not. Now, I'm, I'm going to mention something extremely obscure that I think I've heard that has something to do with this movie okay when i was at college a friend of mine used to make electronic music and would sample clips from things right and he put one song on the internet that had a clip of someone saying there's shit everywhere there's shit all over the walls for some reason in my head i think that's from dumb and dumber but it could be from something else it had a great beat and it was a great track but there was a, a, a sample of the shit everywhere the shit all over the walls and that's why you you kind of went sh- to the fluids to quite the quickly fluids there and maybe to the crude and rude if they're saying if they're dropping s-bombs you know okay yeah. rude rude there's two dudes yeah. attitudes i well yeah no no um, I'm just, you know, I'm just picturing two, um, two silly billies. <laughs> Do you think? Here's a question. Oh, I'm, I'm liking this a lot now. I realize this is, this is. I feel like I'm a cat playing with a mouse here. But anyway, yeah. do you think this will be a nice movie? Um, by your modern tastes and standards, I don't. I mean, you know, I don't think there'll be like a sad ending to this. 
No, but like, do you think it'll be like a mean-spirited comedy, or is it going to be heartwarming? Oh. I mean, it's a comedy from the nineties, you know. So I'm imagining there's going to be some stuff that we have to sort of say, you know, that's not all right. Now we're not happy with that. I think. So you're 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 anticipating that there'll be dodgy stuff in it. Yeah, but that's kind of more to do with its genre and yeah, era. and the time and yeah. the era. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Okay, interesting. Are, the last thing I want to ask you are: Are there any like visuals associated with this movie? Because I, I in my mind, this is something that has kind of penetrated pop. Like, there's certain images associated with this movie that I think have, have penetrated into kind of you know mainstream culture and everlasting and whatnot. Um, I can see about the look of either of them or anything like that that you remember or can recall. I can see Jim Carrey. His haircut. Hmm, I was going to say pudding bowl, but it's not pudding bowl. It's kind of a sort of chopped. <laughs> I, I believe this is what you asked for in the hairdressers: a chopped fringe, a kind of a neat, chopped fringe. a short chopped fringe. Chopped fringe. It's something about chopped fringe makes it sound like it's kind of like reformed pork or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's not real fringe. It's just chopped fringe. Yeah. just kind of put back together. Nice big jumbo pack of chopped fringe. Put that on a salad. It's quite nice. Jeff Daniels, he has more kind of frizzy, fluffy hair. I, I know their hair. I know their hairstyles. Okay. I can picture those. You would sort of think with Dumb and Dumber, and I, I've seen the poster, that one of them would have glasses and one of the lenses would be broken. Or a dunce hat, maybe, or something <laughs> like that as well. You know? Yeah. I know that was Dumb and Dunce. Ah, yeah. Dunce and Duncer, I believe, is the one you're talking about. <laughs> But other than that, like, iconic images, I can't think of anything. I can, just, I can see what the characters look like. Well, I mean, I'm really interested to watch this. I've not mm. watched this movie in... God, it's been at least five... No, it's not. It's been more like six or seven years, I think, okay. since the last time I've seen it. And I do remember the circumstances of when I last saw it. And please forgive me and correct me, my friend, if I am wrong. But I believe that one Mr. Billy Keeble of uh, fellow Podcrabs Network infamy, he... <laughs> insisted to the largest amount of people possible that this movie was somehow terrible like that right and you know it was kind of a controversial thing that like everyone yeah, yeah. like loved it and it would always the topic would always come up and how everyone loves it so much and yeah. then the topic would soon become how he believed it was absolutely awful billy famously a contrarian a contrarian you know? to the end <laughs> And the fact that even you know this as well to this day <laughs> makes me think, I was going to say, I'm going to be confirmation on that anecdote. Yeah. Fuck it, just publish it. It's all yeah. right. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> but um, and I do remember not feeling too strongly. Like I felt he was being way harsh and I felt yeah. the other folks were like way too defensive of it but like not to kind of put this in too you know to big it up too much for you but like yeah. there were genuine fu in my school we had a little dinner dance at the end of the year it was kind of a thing before the devs that we did so the boys right. organised their own special dance you know special boys <laughs> boys dance, dance. <laughs> and <laughs> There were legitimate arguments, disagreements, and near fisticuffs between two separate groups of boys right. who both wanted to come to this do dressed up like oh, the lads in this movie. Wow. And they were very, very... And, you know, and when they came out later on, I'll, show, I'll point it out to you when you see it, imagine seeing them and yet somehow the 
presentation creating tension in the room. <laughs> That's something I want you to maybe hold on to when you're watching okay. this. I'll try See and... if you can figure out what the boys are trying to do and how okay. that brought tension. <laughs> right. But like, this was one that was quoted ad nauseum. Like, you know, honestly, I felt like it was one of the only movies I remember that kids quoted nonstop when I was in primary school, secondary school, university, and then like jobs. You know, it just yeah, it yeah. feels like it's one of the most widespread. And I don't know. It's considered to be maybe his one of his best. It's beloved. I know it's that. It's very beloved. It's beloved. Uh, it inspires passionate views. Yeah, and like I, I'm excited for one to watch it not in the backdrop of a fucking debate going on. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to watch it not with the kind of you know, hmm. You know, I just want to see. I'm game for a giggle. I'm assuming you're game for a giggle right now. I'm going for a giggle down for a laugh, but we ran into trouble with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that was a beloved comedy. That's true. I say, what do you mean we ran into trouble? You did. I did. I did. Great time. I did. Oh my God. That, and that's my, one of my favourite episodes. I listened to that episode <laughs> to get in the Christmas mood now because I'm so giddy and you're like, no, I didn't enjoy yeah. it. I'm still like, Christmas! <laughs> so I'm not sure how this is going to go but i'm i'm very curious and i'm excited to finally be able to to watch this curiouser yeah. and curiouser mm. perhaps we should delve in to the curious bag of mail welcome to the mailbag hi if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff for the mailbag, please send it on into cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Subject, whatever you goddamn like. That's yeah, cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Go nuts. Our correspondence today <laughs> comes in from Richard, who wrote in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. He writes the following. Picture the scene. Good start. Good start, that. Picture Don't tell the scene. me what to do. <laughs> Picture the scene, you're shipwrecked on a tropical island. I mean, I'm already excited about this. I know you're not. You're <laughs> so hot right now. Ooh, imagine being <laughs> somewhere hotter. <laughs> Fuck off. Because I like Lost and, you know, people trapped on an island. Shipwrecked on a tropical island with the four biggest names in action movie history. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester oh. Stallone, Bruce oh. Willis and Jean-Claude oh. Van Damme. My God, I, I, no questions asked. This man <laughs> Mount Rushmore is right here. We are not debating this. There is not time. Richard asks, who do you pick for each role and why? The roles are as following. Leader, hunter slash gatherer, master hut slash raft builder and killed and eaten by the rest of the crew. Enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. Look, I've got a very glib response to this. When I read this, I it's not glib, but I just thought, when I saw Raft Builder, I kind of thought, well, the role I want for all of these men, these beefcakes, is for them to be the Raft. You know, tie all these lads together, I sit on top of them and sail away to freedom. I think that's my plan there. I don't, I'm not going to give them roles, I'm just going to... Sam, beef doesn't float and you know it. Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Forget that you've done the experiments. Exactly. You know, I'm always floating my beef just to make sure. Now, uh, have you have you seen Bear Grylls the Island? No. No. Right, first of all, you need to get yourself on that because that was okay. one of the greatest worst reality shows that's ever been created. But it certainly means that I've given this more than a good deal of thought. I'll just say because okay. I think it's never the mo much like in like you know political leadership contests for certain political <clears throat> parties. It's never the front runner, and the front right. runner will usually, as sure as he said here, now killed and eaten by the rest of the crew. The obvious person who put himself forward as leader, but would then be killed and eaten by the rest of the crew, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. 
Okay. Right? Because it's obvious on both categories. A, it's obvious because he's the guy who's held highest political office. So yeah. he would feel naturally inclined to put himself forward. Also, pretty sure, you know, Stallone, Willis, and Van Damme, Sam, we've talked about them all. They're all slighter men than one would have thought on the silver screen. Yeah. There's eating and drinking in Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Fucking, you want to talk about beef? Beef to the heels of a Mullingar heifer there on him. Jesus, you'd be fucking... You wouldn't want to leave the island. You'd have... You'd actually be in the situation where you'd get sick because there'd be so much meat you wouldn't eat it all before it spoiled. Can we just get that phrase again? Because it's been a long time since I've heard it and I've missed it. What? <laughs> beef... Um, beef... <laughs> too hot um beef to the heels of a <laughs> of a of a mullingar heifer lovely stuff it's, just, it's, a, it's a pleasure to hear you that who do not subscribe to the beliefs of the midlands of the republic of ireland yep the phrase implies the beef was so succulent and delicious that you would le- literally eat it down to the hoof <laughs> <laughs> um, so Arnie's getting eaten. Arnie's getting eaten. Yeah, I'm then going to put Stallone in the in the in the actual leader role because okay. you know we've done Stallone a few times here. I've always been impressed of him as a director. I recently did a special episode of I recently did a podcast where I had to go through movies in, of a certain director and I picked Stallone. I watched some of his yeah. earlier stuff like Paradise Alley first, and I've got even more admiration for him in that sense. So I'm going to give him the leadership role because okay. if there's directing, bit of writing, bit of producing, bit of boxing, you know, he can handle himself. Yes. Then you're left now with Bruce and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm. Hunter-gatherer, hut or raft builder. It's a difficult set of circumstances. I'm thinking Van Damme is a lethal weapon in of himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Van Damme has got more of a kill streak in him. So I have to put him out there doing the hunting. And also, Bruce Willis, I feel that if you're building anything like that, that's as good as a puzzle. And he did very well under pressure. You think, oh, none of the huts have been built yet, Bruce Willis. And then someone's got a gun to his head saying, ah, and he'll build them up all really right then. Mm. So that's that's my selection. So I don't know about yourself. No, I think you've got the, the right order then. I'll go with that. I think you, Jean-Claude Van Damme could kick a wild hog to death. Um, I think with so, n- yeah. No questions asked. Even not when he's not stranded on a uh, desert island. I think that's the perfect order. Apologies to Arnie, but it, he's got meat on the bones, you know? Beef to the heels. Apologies to Arnie, but the men must be fed. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So thank you very much, Richard, for your question. Great! question richard and that wraps it up for the mailbag but that doesn't mean we're off to go do a cinema swirl no that's not the only bag that we have (laughs) in our bag of bags today (laughs) because hit the music please oh god (laughs) welcome to pepsi bag Pepsi Swirl. Welcome to Pepsi Swirl. Uh, uh, hi, Sam Chaplin here, um, president of Pepsi Swirl. President? Um, <laughs> on 
And who's authority? President and founder of Pepsi Swirl. So today, it's a really hot day. I don't know if you can see this, Kevin, but I am sweating a lot. And, you are, um, and like, yeah. this has made me even more alarmed. Like, I just got a message randomly today saying, by the way, there's a, there's a Pepsi Swirl. To, like, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was given to me not like kind of like as something to weigh in on or to give advice on. It was presented like it was it's an official like, yeah. a warning, like there's a protest <laughs> going on in the main street. You want yes. to avoid it now. <laughs> I, I sounded the alarm. Hey, it's a hot day. And what do you need on a hot day? You need refreshments. A hot drink. I mean, refreshments. So I, I've got some things here. I'm just going to show you. I've got a glass with some ice in. Now, the ice is mostly melted. Jesus, Sam. It's like you've um, got a double of vodka in there because it's been so hot in here. Good uh, Lord. I've, well, I've got two glasses with ice in. I've got two, two glasses here with ice in. Um, I've got a metal chopstick and I've got a, a shot glass. And the most important thing that I've got, and I'm going to show you these one by one, is Pepsi Max Soda Stream. Oh, uh, Jesus. F- f- fluid. Yeah. There <laughs> uh, it is. I, I don't. Gee, it, it looks like a bottle of conditioner. Look at that. <laughs> It looks dangerous. I really it? thought when you were taking out, I'm like, I'm going to go have a, you know, the special <laughs> bath with this now and come back and be like, hey. No. Uh, no. What you, no. What? Is it chopstick because it's so thick to actually tease it out of its housing? Is that it? Like, it's like uh, thick honey. It's set in there. You'll see. This is the sparkling drink mix for the Soda Stream line of products. I don't have a Soda Stream and ne- never will I have one. Uh, I might have one at some point down the line. <laughs> This but, man's not been to enough car boot sales to rule it out entirely, I, folks. I saw this at my local Asda, and I thought, you know, for me, a Pepsi Max enthusiast, this feels like an opportunity to experiment and possibly to kind of mainline Pepsi Max. So what I'm going to do right, now... See, here I was thinking Sam's going to be like, he's going to give it a spin, so it's not like worrying. He's going to be like, oh, it's going to be like more efficient or I'm going to compartmentalise it. I'm helping the environment because I'm drinking like the, the raw product. Yeah. No, you use the phrase mainline again, <laughs> again, while talking about the addictive thing. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I've got some water here. I've got some just n- normal still water. I've got some sparkling water. Look at all the gubbins. So I'm going to make some flat, flat Pepsi Max. I'm going to make some real Pepsi Max, as far as I can tell. I'm going to try and mix Pepsi Max Soda Stream with fizzy water and make Pepsi Max, see if that works. And then for a laugh, I'm just going to have a shot of the pure the pure stuff. Right, and, and, and how are you... Are you- Following official guidelines on the, uh, by, are you just it's, cooking? You got to do it by eye. <laughs> Can you see the kind of shade of um, yeah brown in there? Yeah, it um, really, it really, it has the type oh. of lid. <laughs> Give it a little sniff. That, oh, oh, it has the type of lids that like you ever go into like a car shop, like an mm. auto parts store, and there's like reams and reams of like very big bottles of things yeah i'm not going to say i'm it's what do i assume is oil because i don't know if it is oil but it looks it's like got it an oil like texture this this lid feels like a, a mucky dipstick you, you uh, wouldn't to want to get that expression. anywhere near upholstery is what i'm telling you no so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna pop you no, doing this in an all-white room is borderline madness as well <laughs> it's gonna look like there's some sort of dirty protest in there don't laugh when you're drinking it you know what it, it does recommend a certain level on on the cap but i think i'm just gonna like the pepsi chef i am kind of eyeball it i'm just gonna pop wait sorry whoa, whoa, whoa you say level on the cap are you saying you have to apply it like mouthwash <laughs> yeah you have to fill it really? up to a certain line yeah <laughs> or like detergent laundry detergent amazing i'm just gonna bob, bob, oh, bob a bit in jesus that's in more than a bit <laughs> 
Oh my god, Sam, no. Pop a little bit in here. Like, um, right, that ice cube, that's... I've just seen a total eclipse there. It's gone. <laughs> it just got just... swallowed by darkness. And I'm just going to fill up this shot glass now. Like, all I can tell um, you, this looks like, all right, for those of you who can't see this, this looks like metaphorical darkness. <laughs> like, you know, if you were watching a thing and they're like, oh, it's like darkness is descending and they'd show you all like inky darkness. It's that, is it there? Right, so we've I'm got... I'm worried three... you're going to become venom if you drink this. It looks like the symbiote. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I this can't is be not... dealing with that sass. I fall into the same trap that I always fall into when we do a Pepsi spoil. Is that I forget how this must be for the listeners who are listening to this. That it's not that necessarily entertaining. But what we're gonna do? Fuck we're gonna me. pop just some still water into here. So I'll just hear the remaining ice. I hate how good that sounds. So there we go. I mean that looks that looks good. Uh, so oh that's no, that. that 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 officially looks awful now. The fact that you kept adding water and it didn't get any less dark. That just <laughs> like that is what is that? That's like not normal. And we've got some sparkling water here. If you can, can we give me that. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, so let's pop that in the next glass, which also has the Pepsi there it goes. concentrate in it. I mean that this. Look, this looks promising. That looks um, like Pepsi. That looks I'll give like you that. Pepsi Max. And the shot Sorry, glass. Is this, Pep- is this Pepsi or Pepsi Max dark matter you have? This is Pepsi Max dark matter, uh, okay. officially from the uh, Soda Stream brand. So I'm just going to try a little bit of each of these. So I'm going to go for the flat, just still water and Pepsi. So bad. It looks so bad. <laughs> so here we go. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um,. Oh, he's right back for another go. Oh, oh, okay. Third time. You know what? Right. That sort of... I, I've never had Pepsi Max that flat before, which is exciting. If you carbonate a drink, you're never going to get all of the carbonation out of it. No, it's true. Although when I was a child and I loved, absolutely loved fizzy drinks, yeah. but I loved them when they were flat more than anything. Oh, did you like shake them up? Well, no, because I got told off for making a mess, but I realised one day when I was in a cafe with my mum when she was having a, we were having lunch, and I re- oh god, that was a oh, fucking wow. big reaction. <laughs> yeah, all right. nice, but I keep that going a- back to Was it. that an aftershock, or did you go for another <laughs> sip? Oh, you went for another sip? I went for another sip, yeah. But yeah, I noticed Sorry. that you could make uh, your fizzy drink go flat if you put a couple of teaspoons of sugar into it. Right. And it would go whoosh and then it would simmer down. So yeah. there was a period from between the ages of six and nine where I was having, you know, a can of whatever and I would have at least three to four teaspoons of sugar in it. Okay. Someone should Horrendous. have stopped me. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Speaking of people who should be stopped, the chopstick was for mixing. I forgot about that. So I'm just going to oh, okay. give him a little, little mix here. If you can hear that at home. Uh, mixing the fizzy does one it, now. Does it taste too strong too weak or did you manage to get it in the sweet spot i don't think i got it in the sweet spot it tastes a little bit too strong because it does still look hella dark it's yeah it's very i'm worried (laughs) i think i think the stronger one because it's strong no there's no light there i think Uh, this next one's mad dangerous because i think it being stronger but fizzy still that you're gonna fucking love this i think i'm really worried this is fizzy water with the pepsi max concentrated this is smoking four cigarettes at one time (laughs) ah now okay so Uh, what's what's happening here is that we've got strong pepsi max which as you've rightly pointed out is a a dangerous game (laughs) we're meant to be doing a fucking podcast here now right 
We're going to go watch like, a genuinely silly movie and you've never been this fucking hyped up on sugar ever before in your life. Like, <laughs> I think this is going to be very dangerous. It's maximum days. taste, no sugar. Come on. Um, I've, re- <laughs> I've realised that what I might end up doing with the rest of this syrup is topping up existing Pepsi Max. Just giving it... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, use it as a topping on ice cream. I was with you there. No, no. no. But you're going to, like... <laughs> making Pepsi Max more Pepsi Max. Yeah, you're basically, like... Oh. I mean, is that... Okay? Are you spiking it, then? I don't know if... That... I don't know. But that is basically strong Pepsi Max. I don't know any other way to describe <laughs> that. That, But that is really, you know, authentic. Jesus okay, and Christ. the uh, the last thing I'm going to do here... Oh, baby. ...is just the, the pure... <laughs> and no one told me to do this that's the important thing no one told me to do this no but also no one told you not to do this and that's where i have failed you as a friend here today this is an unrefrigerated shot (laughs) of pepsi max syrup which just for the record did you get that in the food part of the shop or in like the homeware part of the shop it was in the food part of the shop by the fizzy drinks Uh, it was in the fizzy drinks section it was it was quite high up and it was at the back oh you know not safe for children you're saying that as they weren't thrilled that you bought it basically no no so well um, it's a shame you can't try this as well but um i'll, I'll cheers with my with my big bottle of water that uh cheers yeah. down in cheers. one oh oh, oh baby you look you've knocked back perfume oh okay is it tart you made a tart kind of puckery yeah coat the mouth does it it's really coated the mouth um don't it, wash it down with strong pepsi <laughs> gonna wash it down hard pepsi that's what they call it. instead of pepsi max it should be pepsi hard pepsi hard hard taste no sugar it really tasted like cola bottle sweets but like eating so many cola bottle sweets that you get sick oh i see yeah that wasn't pleasant and I don't know what I expected. Are you getting like anything? You've had like a, quite a bit of this now. Are you getting anything in the way of like a rush now from this? Are you going to caffeine? Because it's stronger? What I, what I will say is I've been mostly, but not stringently now, caffeine free for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and this is fully caffeinated. Oh, yeah. And I've just drunk the pure undiluted syrup and also a, a two strong Pepsi. And it's also, just for those of you keeping score at home, the hottest day of the year. It's, yes. It's extremely hot. I'm sweating a lot. I don't think that's because of the Pepsi. I think that's just because of the heat. Have you got your spare top for later? Because you don't <laughs> need to change. Yes. Okay. Uh, I just thought I'd check. So there you go. My, I would give the... Yeah, how do you assign a glug rating to something like this? Because you've what? had three three different drinks in many, many oh. glugs. I tell you what, I am genuinely feeling the effects of that now. I don't think it's just the heat. I've got a sort of weird giddiness feeling i think combined with the heat this is genuinely a little bit dangerous we're in the danger zone now this is the lengths that you go to for this podcast i would say you know soda stream syrup you don't need a soda stream i just used some fizzy water there and i've made pepsi max i've never been able to say that before i've made pepsi max so therefore i mean this is pepsi max you know in its purest form I can't give that any less than... Oh, my God. Um, imagine, I mean, imagine the ramifications of this, what I could do with this. I'm going to give that five glugs. You... <laughs> <laughs> He's literally clutching an evil serum going, look what I can do with this. When did you become a supervillain? What happened? <laughs> look, look, look what I could do with that. 
Imagine, imagine the permutations and ramifications of what I could do with that. It's so warm, it's so hot. It was nice to drink some uh, room te- room temperature. Yeah, room drink. temperature. Well, you've made your bed, mm. and now you're gonna have to go watch a movie. And um, yes. so, on that auspicious <laughs> note, let's go do a cinema swirl. Dumb <laughs> and dumber that is. It's the initial gut reaction for Dumb and Dumber from you, Sam Chaplin, co-host of Cinema Swirl, the podcast. Uh, dare I say it? LOL slash LMAO. Oh really? Yes. And <laughs> the desperate <laughs> gasp at the start there made me think that I was gonna get a different acronym, perhaps. I laughed quite a lot at this and I did enjoy it. Did you? Yes, and listeners, a little peek behind the magician's curtain. <laughs> Kevin may have told me a little bit about some of his feelings about having had watched this film before we pressed record. I'm concerned we may have differing views, but that's not a bad thing on Cinema Swirl. No, I, I don't want you to think now that I didn't enjoy this movie yeah. and had a really, really rubbish experience with it. But okay, I will okay. say, I did not LOL or LMAO. There was barely a ruffle here in the uh, right, in, okay. in the Mahan household. And I have a funny feeling that this was the case of like, not that I've seen the movie so much, mm. but the movie's language uh, like, I feel like 80% of this movie has been presented to me by people. <laughs> right, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was less the laugh of joy and more the nods of recognition that I was <laughs> happening when I was watching this. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was, and I feel that perhaps the ship has sailed for me to sit down and watch this and have a laugh, right? Because it's simply, like, it occurred to me just how familiar I was with it. And I think it wasn't just yeah. because, you know, I'd seen the movie a fair bit over the years. But it's because every bit that I liked, I've kind of heard the point of, yeah, okay now, other things. Do you feel like maybe this movie has a sort of, much like a bottle of sauce, you know, once once opened, consume within maybe three or four viewings, and then you can't really go beyond that, otherwise it goes it's sour and rotten. I don't know, because I mean, like, I, I'm not the type of person where it's like, okay, this is a, a really funny comedy, and, you know, if I watch it again, I won't laugh, because... Mm. The first time I saw it was when I laughed. Yeah. You know, often I do go back to comedies quite a bit and Hmm. I end up laughing just as much or if not more. I genuinely think it's not a case of overanalysis. It's just overexposure, I think, more than anything else. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. After I didn't have a ruffle copter ride (laughs) in the skies... But this yeah. one, I did reach out to our fellow friend, Mr. Billy Keeble. Yes. I did say I needed to get confirmation of that anecdote before walking <laughs> we need, we back. We need a then, statement. I needed a, a statement, statement here. So I texted him this morning when I'd finished yeah. watching the movie. And I said, hey, Billy, remind me, what are your thoughts on Dumb and Dumber? And he said, I didn't see it until university when you, Adam, and I all watched it together. I didn't laugh, not even once. Don't get the hype. Also, fuck Jeff Daniels. Which straight away, oh, I was like, oh okay. no. There's more to it. Have we not done our due diligence here? So I just replied, ha ha, I knew it. Why fuck Jeff Daniels is a matter oh, of no. interest. Oh, God. And Billy replied saying, 
And if you, d- I feel like there should be the preface of you should listen to at least one episode of the Ad Share podcast with Billy. So this makes even the remotest lick of sense. But I yeah. said, why fuck Jeff Daniels, by the way? And he replied saying, no reason, just thought it would be funny to say, aha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, Billy really put quite a lot of fear into me there by saying fuck Jeff Daniels. I was like, oh no. It's fine. <laughs> but- <laughs> Don't worry. He just thought it would just be funny. Just thought it would be a laugh. To say, fuck the name of a prominent white male celebrity from yeah. Hollywood who let's face it has had his day <laughs> you know I, I thought there was a toppling about to happen here but no we're safe for now okay all right well thank you Billy for the written statement there and confirming your feelings on this film okay well l- look I had fun but I consumed this you know fresh out of the packet you know, box a box fresh experience of Dumb and Dumber for me. And I think with, with it, first and foremost, we should say all the reservations that you may have potentially had that I was yeah. very gleeful to kind of allude to or make you ruminate about. For a movie from 1994, you know, there's not many you could take off the shelf from 94 and not have to have the, well, it was the time of, uh, we could do whatever we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. It, um, there wasn't any of that going on. I was very happy with that. For the most part. Yeah holds up in in those terms pretty well i would say and look you know we start off kevin with jim carrey with his funny haircut and his chipped tooth which apparently is a legitimate chipped tooth really i look sore that he has had a kind of cap on for most of his career but he had the cap removed for the film but it's an authentic chipped tooth if you're wondering why those chipped tooth effects were so good it's because they were real they were practical do you think that (laughs) on certain nights if he's you know with a, a romantic partner and mm. they want to have a little bit of fun role play. They'd be like, remove the tooth cap. I want to fuck Lloyd. To be Lloyd. <laughs> I want to fuck Lloyd Christmas. Get that cap off. <laughs> Come here, give me that pudding bowl. It was very much a pudding bowl haircut yeah. as well. You know, I mean, that is... Was there anyone you ever knew who was, was victim to a haircut such as that? There was a couple of boys in my school who got the deep dish haircut like that. <laughs> there was... Oh, there must have been a few pudding bowls. I, I've seen some severe curtains, I'll tell you that. But oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've seen any pudding bowls this egregious. I mean, geez, some of the boys back in County Westmeath had such egregious bowl cuts, you'd think they were a sewage pudding their head within the bowl <laughs> so much. <laughs> so we start off with Lloyd Christmas in the back of a limo, speaking to a lady and saying, you know, hello. I can't remember what he says. You know, hi. He gives a kind of faux boffenspiel. He's like, oh, I'm on my way to to give a lecture at a medical college, you know. What did I say in the priest world? I thought they might end up being like fumbling their way into being lecturers or something like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of sausages amongst the eggheads is what you thought we'd be having. (laughs) And he says, you know, nice accent you've got there. Where's that from? And the lady says, Austria. And Jim Carrey says, well, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. And, you know... It's a very relatable form of stupidity that Lloyd in particular has. It's the... It's like... Not... Because I know a lot of people who view themselves as stupid or had throughout their life. And there's a kind of a quietness of like, oh, don't ask me. Sure, I'm only stupid type of thing. Hi, Sam Chaplin here. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something about the confidence of someone who's really stupid where it's like they do know things, but they're all Mm. wrong. And they will state them with the matter of factness as someone who does know 
some things. Yes. Remind me at some point to come back to my comparison to another 90s comedy. In fact, let's let's do it now. I think this has got shades of uh, a kind of Rick Mail, Aid Edmondson bottom dynamic in some oh, in yeah, some I'd ways. Oh, yeah, I'd say that. Like, if you were to make the US version of bottom, I would... Because it's going to be clean. It's going to be a different yeah. type of crude, still a little mm. bit, very little physicality. You know, this is like as far away from English bottom, ergo perfect American bottom yeah. in their minds. <laughs> Would the Americans call it butt if they were going to make a, uh, an adaptation of bottom? No, they call it fanny. <laughs> fanny. It's two silly billy stupid perverts, which, you know, is a, a dynamic I like. And so he's actually the limo driver. He wasn't in the back of the limo. He ain't no boffin. He's but a chauffeur. And we get a nice song that could wind your body, wiggle your belly. Oh, you yeah, know. We, got a, we got a pretty potent soundtrack here. It feels like this is like pretty much the hits of yeah. the mid-90s. I mean, you got a lot... You think you're like Ken Crow's Crash Test Dummies. There's a lot of stuff you would have heard in a Gen Xer's transit van around this time. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a fun time vibe to the soundtrack. and I, I was here for it. The and titles, a fun time vibe yep. to the titles. Yeah, they were uh, they were bouncing, bopping. Move over, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. The two titular <laughs> words want to have a go at being fun as well. Very 1994. I, I also like the little thing of the in the credits the kind of opening credits the names of the roles of the people are all spelt wrong come um, on now for that, that's a little bit of fun and a little bit of attention to detail so we've been introduced to lloyd we've also got jeff daniels as harry in a, a very cute dog van yeah that's what i was alluding to earlier because i figured if there was one visual people knew about this because I know there was a Dumb and Dumber cartoon as well that was kind of right. in circulation around the late 90s. If the dog mobile, the car for mutt cuts, no. if that was something that you had seen or knew about before. No, I didn't know that. Okay, interesting. It's a good, I can see how that might be, you know, borderline iconic, that vehicle. And I think as well, it's, it's very important to point out with a movie like this, and I think they may have lost this ability just because of change in taste or whatnot. But like, I remember seeing this in the cinema, and I would have been, this is 94, so I would have been mm. six or seven years old only. Okay. I remember t- going to the cinema and being like, this is fucking great, you know, this is for me. And yeah. then seeing it again as a teenager and thinking, this is great, this is for me. And then again yeah. in my 20s scene and be like, this is great, this is for this me. For me. And it's not as if, oh, you know, it's like when you watch like Freakazoid or Animaniacs. It's like, guess what, kids? There were all these jokes in here for the adults. It's like, no, because when you're a dirty little boy and a dirty little man, a lot of this stuff is still very funny. Yes. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty universal. I'm scared of my notes here just being a list of gags. Of just, like, we're doing a comedy here on Cinema Swirl. <laughs> so hey. I, I, I consciously tried to steer away from that. I want to know where you laughed out loud, though. I want to know the solid gags. Because, you okay. know, I was lacking a lot of those. I had a few moments of acknowledgement of, of humour. And right. I felt a little bit hollow afterwards. So I want to know what made you titter. I want to suck your joy for myself, please. Well, I've written down, I think I've written down some of the big ones later on. But th- there was a scene here, and this made me realise if I made my notes in the way that I had started doing, I would just be writing down like a list of, of goofs, which is a dangerous game to play. So limo driver Lloyd, he meets a, a posh lady uh, who Mary. he's picking up for his job, Mary. Mary. There's a, a little bit where he sees her and notices that he's attracted to her, so spray some, you know, mouth spray, you know, the... Not- <gasps> 
but it goes it goes the wrong way. It goes out the wrong way. Bit of fun. It's not kind of like very Mr. Beanie type humor at points. Yes. I feel particularly yeah. from Jim. Like what I will say about Jim Carrey is. And when we were doing the mask episode, I felt like I was going on about like there's a lot of similar, you know, what you get in Liar Liar and Ace Ventura and the mask. Like there are differences, but most of those differences are written down on the page. His performance is very much like it's Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I would say upon this watch, I thought, you know what? You're actually are trying his tone of voice. I mean, he does have his moments of pure Carrey, but he does try and give something a bit different. It's not just him doing the same old song and dance. Because I think Lloyd is a lower energy character than maybe Ace Ventura or Stanley Ipkiss when he's got the mask. Yes. And in conversation, he's very funny in a kind of silly way Uh, oh so why are you going to the airport flying somewhere it's things like that and i was like this is just this is it's joke dense it's very joke yes. dense this it's script. like the simpsons in that way it's like yes you, know, you could pause the scene and you could probably like there's like a lot of like visual gags and stuff like when they're driving the car and he's turning around and like telling her about like you know oh like you don't want these crazy bad drivers and like you see like an Explosion accident happen yeah, just yeah. like kind of off in the distance there is like for a movie that has a lot of big over-the-top moments it mm. does actually have a lot of these little bit more kind of subtle background gags, which I always enjoy. It put me in mind of Airplane. Yes. Airplane. Yes. yes. It's the, For sure the same it's. sort of vibe. Well, his kind of interactions, the fact that he's quite personable with most people and he is able to have a bit of like back and forth. I wouldn't yeah. say it's approaching banter or patter, but he can hold himself. The thing about this movie that is so unrealistic now is the idea that a lad like Lloyd would be a loser, you know, doing a bunch of dead end jobs. Whereas in actual fact, he probably would be like the fucking you know oh, he'd be, he'd be a, a high-ranking executive <laughs> yeah. or like the fucking chairperson of a political party or something like that yes. like i don't quite buy the charismatic dumb vacuum of an idiot being a loser come on those people are built to run these countries yes and you know what i, I thought both of these characters in their own way were not quite as um comedically cruel d- uh, well yeah the portrayal of them as i, I guess dim wits was not a, as harsh as it might have i might have suspected in the first place yeah i think you're probably worried about a little bit of a 90s interpretation of a dumbo and you're expecting some kind of uh, a bit of cruelty coming down the line. yes and they you know they, they have you know good hearts and they're relatively perhaps slightly more three-dimensional characters than you than you might have expected in the, in the first yeah instance. because they've got big dreams they got business plans they're gonna own their own worm store <laughs> and like the kind of the only yes. references is you see when they're in their house later on there seems to be like this giant kind of prototype of like a load of like soil pressed up against glass with a kind of worms crawling about let me tell you i'm an analyst head so i'd get a worm farm in a heartbeat yeah yeah i'm all about them segmented boys lloyd drops this nice lady off at the airport drops mary off gets very emotional he's very clearly like enamored with her how about a hug driving alongside her as she kind of walks through the airport says goodbye my love and then immediately crashes and gets hit with an airbag the physical stuff is very funny to me i think it's very yeah again mr bean like it reminds me a lot of yes that he's doing kind of a lot of you know it's not just the thing happens and it's funny it's how he reacts his facial expressions you know how he flings himself across is very good there's nothing yeah. more 1994 than this plot point the lady drops her bag in the middle of the airport and people are like who? Whatever, you know? <laughs> it's 
Kev. And how many guns are you and and liters of fluid are you taking on the plane today, madam? I didn't twig that, but now you say it, it, it really feels like a relic of a different era. Yeah, she leaves her bag for a kind of drop-off pickup exchange because there's crime going on. It's there's sick. crime going on. There's a bag men or men involved. Yeah, it's a ransom situation. But Lloyd doesn't know this, and why would he? So he runs in, sees that she's left her bag, scoops it up, goes after her. Okay, big laugh from me. Big laugh on the truckometer. Him running down the jetway, like trying to get. So, sorry, what is the official unit of measurement for the truckometer? Is my interest. <laughs> It's a truckleometer and it's measured in guffaws. Okay, all right, yeah. that's good. So I would say this is probably. And four. you could have had guffometer, and you, it was just there for you, <laughs> no, and you went with no, but that, <laughs> That's if you do a, a bit of downstairs wind. That's on the guffometer. Um, <laughs> this is the truckleometer that registers guffaws. Guffaws, it, it's, gotcha. it's complicated, and if you have four guffaws, and in guffaws, the US you're like, what's a guffaw? It's like a chortle. Yes, and you say, oh, what, what's chortle? You know, three stars, but reads like a four. So that's yeah, in very insider, that wow. two insider. I'm keeping it in, but it's it's a bit a bit <laughs> in, inside. She leaves the bag. Lloyd goes after it. He's running after her, and she's got on the plane. So he's he's running down the little kind of what do you call it? The kind of suspended airport corridor. I think he says jetway later on. I think that's the what it jetway. is. The jetway. The jetway. Well, I hope it's the jetway. That sounds great. He, he runs down that and just goes straight out the other end and just falls onto the floor. And I, I did a just the the timing. And the physicality of it was just you don't just see you don't just see him go out and fall. You kind of you see him go through, and then you assume he'll be there, and then it cuts to him on the ground instead. Yes. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, I mean, it shows you in a movie like this that it's not necessarily just down to the players, but to how it's cutting all that, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah. the thing I always remember you saying to me was when we were in doing stand-up back in the day in Lincoln. And there was all these would-be like YouTubers who've all fallen off the face of the earth or in prison now or whatever, and they're all like, "Oh, let's let's all go." They're all like, "Let's let's do stand-up comedy." Yeah. And you were you and I were pissed about it. And I remember Billy was as well, like because we you know we were trying to work ourselves up, and then these lads just coming over and getting themselves a gig out of nowhere. Mm. And I always forget, never forget you saying. It'll be a lot harder once you realise you can't do a jump cut after your laugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I still stand by that because I've seen some of those YouTubers try and do the the actual live on stage stuff, and it's not it's not the same thing, lads. Yeah, I went not. to the old Bailey to see one of those YouTubers, <laughs> and uh, you know he did like a, a tight five, and I didn't think he had any. I mean, there was this one lad with the with the white hair or the big chair. He didn't like it at all. <laughs> so um so our main lads here they both lost their little sort of dead end jobs and they live on skid row as well like they yes. literally their house is right next to rocky's bag they are in the midst of skid row and i love how shit their house is it's like all dank and smelly and basically what would happen if a lot of us were left to our own devices <laughs> and didn't take the initiative to do a bit of washing up. And again, it feels a little bit like, you know, an American adaptation of Bottom. I want to ask you this question. How old do you think Lloyd and Harry are in this movie, if you were to take a oh. guess? Like, how old are they meant to be, not how the old? actors, okay. obviously? So, I mean, Jim Carrey, I, I, I know you just said not the actors, but he's sort of at that youthful stage where he can still take comedy bumps, you know? Like, he's still... <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. still he can still do the high know. spots. Like, yeah. he's, still, uh, he's still working. I reckon they're meant to be late... Tw- like, th- like, 30, I guess, maybe? I thought late 20s. I think yeah. they're, in, they're in that sweet spot where a load of people don't grow up and then they stop talking to the people who've grown up so they live in this kind of fantasy suspended state of arrest. Yeah. 
yes. developments. Assumedly until they die, I'm not sure. But yeah, they've got, got not a lot going for them. they got no job. They got no. no money. They got no food. They got their last little bit of money. And he says, don't blow this on anything. And he immediately comes back and we have like a great collection of useless stuff. Yeah. Like he's got pinwheels, things yes. that blow in the wind. Pinwheels, big novelty uh, cowboy hat, stuff like that. Also, there's there's some naughty crooks, some kidnappers, criminals. blackmailers. Yeah, criminals trying to get into their flat. They do get into their flat and they kill their bird. I can't remember what the bird's name was, but they kill their little... Uh, they remove the head thing. of the bird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like you know, when you were taking on an organization, you cut off the head of the snake. When you're these guys, you cut off the head of the bird. It's not quite the same thing here. There's a great line here. And this is one which, like, has given me many laughs over the years. Yeah. But it became such a perfunctory part of how folks used to communicate in university mm. that it, it couldn't elicit a laugh for me. But he's talking about Aspen and bigging yes. up the idea that maybe they're going to go there. And he says, it's so amazing. The beer flows like wine. Yes. And like, yes. Yeah. That, that, like, I swear to God, like, you know, I'm pretty sure one of my birthday invites had, like, the beer will flow like wine on it. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone everyone used to say that to the point where like i'm pretty sure there'd be people in my group who'd be saying that who've never even seen the movie no and no. it actually was when i heard it here i was like oh yeah it's from here and that's like very rare a movie can do that where it impacts on the speech patterns of a, of a group or whatever but after a while the ownership of that is kind of lost to the yeah. gas of time I, that's a beautifully written little line that's, it is. you know, that's good stuff. Can't tell you why I didn't laugh at the funny line, but I didn't. Yeah. You were right when you brought up The Simpsons in terms of a similar kind of dense, packed-in writing. Quotability where, line. Yes, you know? yes. Actually, I would say that probably happens with The Simpsons as well, because, mm. you know, The Simpsons was a huge part of, like, the vocabulary of, like, not just me, but, like, everyone in my, oh, in yeah. my friendship yeah. circles for a long time. And, like, in the last kind of ten years it's not really been as much and no. as a result of that like kind of i not that i forget where quotes come from but you don't have that immediate ah that's a simpsons quote that's golden that's the simpsons i feel like dumb and dumber is that a bit worse probably for me maybe a little bit but yeah that was mm. a spectacular line and they want to go to aspen well lloyd wants to go to aspen because that's where mary the nice lady he saw during his limo shift has gone to and he thinks aspen's in california and it's very warm <laughs> of course aspen being ski resort in colorado it's very brisk, very yes. cold indeed. I want to point out one moment from earlier in the movie that we may have uh, popped past. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm going to blame you. Okay, thank you. Sam Chaplin, hello. Hello. For me not enjoying it as much as I should have. The part where Harry is driving all the dogs to the big dog show mm. and he's feeding them full of wieners and yes. sausages, sausages and little willies. Yeah. And it gets a bit shook up and it's all over the place. And then the lady opens up the door and you had told me that bit earlier on. You said, oh, your friend sampled this thing from a, what you thought was from the movie. And I knew it wasn't from the movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was expecting, even though I know what's going to happen, I was like, here it comes. The, it's going to be full of shit. And she's going to go, shit everywhere, shit, shit all everywhere. over the world. Yeah. But they were covered in hot dog sauces, like mustard and ketchup. And that wasn't as funny as the thought of loads of dogs, all different shapes and sizes, all covered in shit. And that has like been taken from me now. Right. And it's, it's on you i should have laughed there that's a real shame kevin you watched the censored version for sort of telly and uh, airplanes and things like that 
They changed it. <laughs> Where Harry says, oh, there's mustard. There's mustard all over the walls. That line never comes up, by the way. So I don't know where that was from. Cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Let's uh, <laughs> yeah, try and find out. Where shit, everywhere. shit came from? Shit all over the world. There was a, a scene later on where I, th- I thought it was definitely going to come up and it didn't. But yeah, that never comes up. So I'm not sure the origin of that sample, but we will find out. We're at the diner now. Yeah, so, road uh, trip on the way. I love a road... There's something like... And this is what was great about this movie for me all those years ago. It's like mm. a road trip movie was a novelty. Like, yeah. I think this may have been the first road trip movie that I recall seeing. And I fucking ah. love that. I feel like road trip movies have become through like several... Like, I felt like in 2006, it was beyond parody, the idea of having a road trip movie. Yeah. So I kind of... Like, I feel like this is... It's such a beautiful way to give you particularly when you're a youngster, being like, ah, anything can happen, like, you know? I think it is, now I'm thinking about it, probably a perfect way for comedies to weave in sort of somewhat random sketch-like characters because you'd kind of meet people along the way and you don't have to revisit them because you've driven past You don't have to write a proper movie then. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear, dear. Yeah, they're at a truck stop. A, a, a little line that I appreciated. Oh, uh, you know, looking at the jukebox thing. They've got the monkeys. They were a major influence on the Beatles. It's little very things good. like that. Very, very good. good. Again, it's more of the dumb, smart stuff, you know, yeah. the smart, dumb stuff. I'm not sure what it is. Yes, and they get in trouble because Harry has thrown a salt shaker over his right shoulder instead of some salt over his right shoulder, and it's hit a, a man called Seabass. And we get the line, kick his ass, Seabass. Seabass, yeah. Which was used for six years straight in my school if there was a fight, a disagreement, oh, if it was anything from a friendly that. scrap to a full-on fist fight kick his ass sea bass one time when a teacher grabbed a student by the throat and lifted him up and pulled his hand up to punch him and it was like shaking and quivering and someone went kick his ass sea bass and again i feel my own life experience i'm not meant to have this much life experience that it could ruin a movie this is meant to happen way later i'm only 30 something now right this is ridiculous but all i thought about then for the rest of the scene was like loads of fights that i saw when i was in school Okay. And I don't think we all knew that when we were saying kick his ass sea bass, we were referencing when Harry threw the salt. No. Also, this this film wasn't as gross as I thought it was going to be. There's still some gross moments. I think in terms of... Yeah, it wasn't gross out or slime out, as Joe would call it, uh, remotely. They cut away when he went to spit in the burger like it was gory or something. Well... Like. <laughs> in terms of bodily fluids and stuff, I almost think like phlegm. You know, a bit, a big, a big glob of spit. Globule is, is one of my least favourites. What to experience yourself or just to even see? To see, it's one of the ones I'm probably most repulsed by. I think I'd sooner see some of the, you know, the big hitters. You the, know, the, the awful body ones. shouldn't make the big hitters. What are your shits, yeah. your pisses, etc. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the body, yeah. the body shouldn't be making jellies. Like I'm just. Disgusted no. by phlegm in the same way I'm disgusted by my own eyes. There shouldn't yeah. be this thing in my yes. body giving me my solids, giving me my liquids. This thing, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. No. So Seabass, a, a kind of trucker bully figure, uh, spits in Harry's burger because he got hit with a salt shaker. Again, you know, the, the, the smart dumbness we're talking about, Lloyd, he, for someone who's meant to be a silly billy, very quickly comes up with a, a great silly billy great cunning ploy to get these bullies to pay for their for harry and lloyd's dinner and then get out of that it's 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 genius he says he saw it from in a movie or something but it's you know it's it's, it's a good 
Good scheme. It's a good scheme. I could have sworn when I first, you know, when I was going down to watch this, that Seabass recurs a lot more in the movie as yeah. a kind of a, an ongoing threat, but that is not the case. But I do like that he's like, oh, yeah, that movie I saw, you know, it worked out such a charm. He's like, well, I'm next to the movie. It's like, oh, like they cut open them and slit their throats. <laughs> and there's these random jumps into like a much darker language yeah. that I absolutely appreciate. Like, I don't, and that's what's kind of cool about this movie is that it feels like it's something that younger folks at the time i guess it would be more comfortable than watching but you know i feel like if i'm watching a movie now that's very much like pg-13 you know they're going with certain language certain themes certain things that you definitely wouldn't say like you certainly wouldn't be watching a 12s movie now and they're going to say oh yeah they got their throat slit like you no, know probably that, not. no that's yeah. the 90s for you baby <laughs> so now on the on the road trip lloyd is it Lloyd needs a piss? Lloyd needs Lloyd a, a, needs bit, a, a big old dirty piss. piss. Can't, all right, I need to talk. I need to talk this about with you now. Okay, um, all right. Pissing in a bottle. Where do you stand on that? Have you done it? What's the technique? Because I'm telling you right now, a 330. This is uh, this isn't meant to be like a brag or anything like that. <laughs> but for I me personally, yeah, a 330 mil that ain't doing the job. For the um, dick or the piss. I, you know what? I, I appreciate an Oasis bottle. I'll say that. I've, oh, it's, I've, a wide, it's a wide lip on an Oasis a, bottle. <laughs> it's a wide lip. Um, I've only pissed in a bottle on a journey as a child. I have not not done that for a long time. Um, but even then... So you pissed on a long journey as a child. Were you instructed yeah. by your parents to do this? Yeah. Because I do remember times saying, like, I'll pee in a bottle and be like, no, you fucking won't. Stop. Oh. Like, 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 it was say i was gonna to go to hollywood or something like Whereas, that don't, don't be kind of the big talk i think you're gonna piss in a bottle like so my parents were more oh yes you fucking will uh we're not pulling <laughs> take one of the piss jugs son <laughs> yeah so i have done that but even at the at that time it's a tricky it's a tricky maneuver that it one is yeah it is not easy it feels it feels strange and wrong in many many ways doesn't feel you know? good no i'm sure there are people out there who would happily put their willy into any number of bottles. For me, yes. I think that is like... I remember, I remember Richard Herring had that bit that we saw where it was like he talked about the long list of things that men had admitted in his online survey mm. they had put their penis into. And like this one of the ones was like a conditioner bottle. And like I, I look at my... Every time I see my conditioner uh, bottle, I think oh, about that. And I'm like, yeah. how horrible. How horrible yeah. for those people. No, 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 thank you. Uh, however, we were talking about how I didn't like phlegm and it wasn't one of my favourites. Piss, a, a big hitter, one of the classics. Something about too much piss. They've got empty bottles, they're just passing bottles along and just filling them with piss. That's Yeah, like this idea, this handover, come yeah. on. Oh, come pi on. Piss everywhere. Piss all over the walls. It's, it's going to be know. carnage. Yeah. Be all over um, the principal photography. You would completely <laughs> ruin the camera. It's an absolute piss fest. And again, you know, we've got a, a kind of little brief funny character. They get pulled over by a cop. Um, Who becomes an insect because he drinks piss. <laughs> he comes alongside the, the van and is like, pull over. And there's the little, no, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. These are There's puns in this. There's silly oh, puns. Oh, that's puns are plenty. Puns are yeah. plenty. And yeah, just a, a cop drinks piss. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's great stuff, that. Yes, please. More, more of that in movies. Funny to think of him now, like, drinking the piss. And also as well, because he thought it was beer. Yes. And... Piss. I mean, I guess I didn't know how much, you know, salt he had on him, but you play your cards right, you can pretty much play the magician's hand there and make someone think one is the other. 
I, I love the, the cop's reaction after drinking the piss and realising it's piss. It's just like, get out of here. You like, leave now. Not like I'm going to arrest you or, or like, he's just like, please leave me alone now that I've drunk piss. Get get out of here. Go away. I mean, look, Sam, people have made careers out of drinking piss, you know? It is, yeah. you know, it's it's big business these days, you know? <laughs> I mean, sure. I'd suggest I'd like to watch a whole show of nothing but people drinking their own piss, but I've already mentioned Bear Grylls, the island, earlier in the episode. <laughs> So, you know, it's out there if you want it. I suppose if he'd have pulled you over, he'd have been, oh, yes, please. Is that is that piss? Can I have a, a little spare bit of that, please? Um, he loves a it. Shout Bear out Grylls. to the Yellow River Boys and their fabulous album, which is all about drinking piss. So uh, it, oh, we, we find out at this point that the, the posh lady was leaving ransom money and it's a, it's a kidnap deal. Her husband's been kidnapped. Ooh. Now, we I mentioned uh, how a road trip is a perfect vehicle for, you know, your kind of sketch-like characters and moments another mm. vehicle for that is the old dream slash daydream scene yes this is like probably a lot of people's favorite part of the movie and this is probably yeah. the most kind of classic jim carrey bit of the movie if that makes sense yes he's got an idealized view of how this is all going to go down you know he he hugs mary and has a little look up her skirt it's 1994 it's a different time lads back when you could just throw a fistful of nuts on your face and get a rapturous applause like you know <laughs> it's, takes it's, a a lot more than that these days. It's cute that in his dream he's just doing silly shit and getting big laughs. Like that's sweet. That that's his dream. It's just that he's just a funny guy and everyone's laughing. Yeah, because I mean the the, the lighting of the fart. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, <laughs> big round of applause. Great enjoyment from the the room there. Now I was wondering if you had ever set a light or fart or had been there nearby when that particular jape had unfolded. Because I feel like it's something that people talk a big game about or know about, but. Mm. Really comes down. To, look, all I'll say is this: in the two thousands, we were much more comfortable setting aerosols on fire than farts, which yes. are way more dangerous. I've seen, I've seen the aerosol trick, the kind of you know mini homemade flamethrower. I've seen that, but I've not seen it out of a, a bottom in person. Really? Yeah, no, never seen. Oh well, that. Sam, I'm here to tell you now <laughs> that I have got a fart lighting story for you for us all to enjoy there was a period of time uh, in my school where I went to it was a boarding school and in my mm. first year out of six there they announced that there'd be no more boarding school so as every year went on there were less and less of us in the school so in my final year there was like 20 of us rattling around in this school that used to house like a thousand boarding students so okay, to say right. that we kind of got a bit listless and kind of wandering around in our heads it happened a lot so a lot of really stupid crazy shit happened later on in the years one mm. of which was a particular evening where all the boys decided that we were going to start lighting farts to see if as advertised in the media that yeah. it would create such and i was taking chemistry at the time i'm like this is gonna work i know it is and we had your foolhardy boys the ones yeah. who can make themselves fart but i'm like Look at you there with your splayed anus prone towards the sky, taking in vast <laughs> sums of air. No methyl mecaptain, none of the methane, none of the fire. What, are you going to set the air on fire? Get out of town. Me over here. This is like six or seven lads deep, right? They've all tried it to yeah. varying degrees of success. This lad here has had a calzone combo. And it's like <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> You know, yeah, okay. I'm brewing, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, the kettle's yeah. boiled. And it wasn't so much a, let me show you how it's done. Like, there was nothing like that, you know? I was very much a background person in this group. So I grabbed the lighter and I was like, sure, I'll have a go. And I lit the fire on fire. And everyone's face went from pure joy to abject fear and horror. And then ah. the room just kind of died down and everyone left. And I was wow. like, have I, like, 
I thought I'd set myself on fire or something. When I saw mm. everyone was disappointed because I was like, that's a big one. I could feel the heat of it. Like, yeah. you know, I could feel like I'd done a fucking, like a proper like Hadouken out of my arse. <laughs> and, and everyone looked kind of, just kind of horrified. Oh, no. And I was like, what well, was it not very good? And then someone said to me, I think it was a bit too good. You know, right, you, because yeah, you, you I created, it. yeah, I, I created not so much a, a fireball, but like a wall of fire or a curtain of fire, it felt like. And I think I made a lot of boys realize how dangerous uh, okay. our little game was. And uh, that's when we realized we didn't have a fire escape either. So it was probably not, we were literally playing oh. with fire at that point. I got pulled over by my chemistry teacher out of class a day later, who told me with the most serious look in his fucking face, you could have welded your anus shut. <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda, yeah? Uh, fair play to him for keeping a straight face during that. It did. No, uh, he was, you know, yeah. he was genuinely concerned, mm. you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I assume I was filled up with shit then and exploded. That yeah. would have been awful. Yeah, it would have been a real Charlie the Chocolate Factory horrible ending for you. <laughs> 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 so I've never done it I've never done no. it since but I kind of feel like you know if someone ever breaks into the house I'm like go oh, down and get something sharp and I'm gonna if, if I've had a if I had a dirty pizza that night I'm gonna set them on fire what's <laughs> 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 well, so think about it thank you for that Kevin it's it's a delight Fine, to hear I'm those happy, stories happy to share the japes of 17 year old flatulent Kevin in the dream sequence we also get a sort of kung fu scene you know with blokes bollocks being bitten off a chef being punched in the chest and his heart being pulled out all that kind Beautiful. of stuff yeah doing all the noises as well like Bruce yeah. Lee etc all that kind of uh, carry on good stuff his kiss technique in the fantasy it's the open Woo. mouth a, a kind of Pac-Man approach to kiss it I think you just kind of there's nothing like a good comedy kiss yeah like, I'll tell you yeah. it's great like you know as mm. much as I love a good sweet kiss if I'm going to get a kiss that has a punchline I'm very <laughs> excited indeed like you know it's very very good a kiss on a cheek great a kiss on a cheek that becomes a tiny fart amazing wonderful stuff and then she, she takes her clothes off uh, but her breasts are headlights that are flashing because uh, Lloyd fell asleep at the wheel oh whoopsie Uh-oh. daisy a bit of dumb fun. They could have been killed. These boys, uh, Harry and Lloyd. Boys. They have a little bit of a, a weird kind of homoerotic slash homophobic back and forth. Ah, yeah. This was this is one of the requisite growing pains of the movie. I yeah, a, a kind of like, oh, I wish you had uh, knockers because uh, I'd have sex with you. You'd enjoy having sex with me, you know, and saying all sorts of horrible things to each other and they have a big, like, scuffle. Over, well, not a scuffle, but, like, a, a, an argument over this. And then some stuff gets brought up about a girl who Harry was dating who left him. Oh, and d- during that explanation, he says, uh, she wrote him a letter saying he didn't listen or whatever, I wasn't really paying attention, which is a, a, a good, bit, good bit of business. She was seeing another guy. Lloyd looks very guilty. It's very clearly Lloyd. Whoa. Oh, Lloyd. That's going to come up later. A betrayal in the past. Yes, betrayal in the past. The naughty crooks, they've sort of caught up to our two heroes here. And it's starting to kind of formulate in their minds and the people who are running the scam. Mm, but okay. like, the idea that they start to think that they're actually like a legitimate threat and what appears yeah. to be silly, stupid antics are actually very coordinated and very intelligent. So they're quite worried about them. Uh, they set up a kind of a sting where one of them pretends to be a hitchhiker and get picked up. And they can pick, pick up a lot of other hitchhikers and they're singing songs. But they go to a special spicy restaurant. Yes. And... Let me tell you, I laughed way too much at a man dying because he had a hot chili pepper. <laughs> 
this gave me a laugh because I was like, yeah, this is just funny. Like, this is great. Like, you know. Have you ever eaten a, a stupid chili pepper before? Okay, Sam, I literally did this exact thing the other night. Okay. And right. oh my fucking God. Because Joe loves salt and pepper, you know, prawn, squid, tofu, oh, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. I'm like, I'm going to learn to make my own. And I did learn to make my own because I had a big glut of chilies. And I thought if I remove the seeds of half of them, it'll be fine. And I swear, like, I swear to God, I went to another fucking dimension. It was absolutely, I was, it was cold. I was sweating. You know, I was just like laid out, like kind of, (laughs) I felt like the opening credits of Mad Men when I had that spicy (laughs) dinner is what I'm saying. I have some advice if you're ever going to eat a spicy pepper to show off. Yeah. Do it at the end of your meal. because oh, I, of course you won't ruin it all then, yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake at my first works evening out of ordering a burger that had a spicy chilli on it. And one of, the, one, of the, one of the lads dared me to eat the chilli. Oh, not the lads, those guys. So I, the, who are now good friends, but at the time I was intimidated by the lads. And they wanted chilli. And wanted to show off, so I just bit into the the big chili that just that came on top of this burger as a kind of decoration like it wasn't was it uh, grilled was it just straight up raw what what was it what are we talking about here straight i think it was grilled a little bit but yeah it was a deep deeply unpleasant experience and ruined my whole night oh dear and my whole meal and your morning the next day as well because that's that's the thing you know when you eat a spice you think this guy who dies from the spicy chili is bad wait till he shits himself in his coffin later that's gonna be way worse it'll bring him back to life it'll be so bad yes but yeah i'm glad that i didn't perish from chili like this fella also harry and lloyd uh, trying to cool down their mouths with mustard and ketchup fucking this is this film is funny man this is a very funny film i'm glad you're getting on with yes. it oh they also say check please as well i swear to you yeah. like that's another thing which check please all the time and like someone broke a glass check please like, you go whoa here we, we used to say check please you know yeah again more of this verbiage and if you ask the group of people it would be like dumb and dumber is our favorite movie no it's just it, just, it influenced the whole generation yeah. of people and you know what i've re-noticed it from the vote and i went back after he said that some people were a bit iffy about us doing this movie yeah like there were a lot of people who seemed to be along the lines of like oh jesus yeah this like it somehow lost its moment like, there were sequels to this and i think it's a good idea to try and tease apart maybe if these sequels killed the love of this franchise a little bit yeah maybe we, we should do a vote on cinema swill dumb or dumber <laughs> yeah <laughs> take your pick there between dumb or dumber yeah uh, i would be curious to see those too now another bit that is you know aged curiously i would say curiously. lloyd ends up at a rest stop cubicle at precisely 2 45 a.m which is exactly when according to some graffiti on the wall it is time to be there to receive manly love oh that's why Sebash shows up it's a gag that he's gay is yes, that it that's i think that's it it's, god it's look at the i literally look at me giving them the benefit of the doubt. i'm like that could have been for anything i'm an idiot <laughs> the gag is is that the tough man is gay like that's some sort of a big fucking ha-ha to do yeah wow well i didn't i didn't notice that that's the goof so i mean lloyd is about to be i mean he's just like sucking his thumb and like crying and he's about to be um you know uh, sexually assaulted by seabass oh god would you look at jesus but but thankfully (laughs) harry has been talking to a nice girl at the at the petrol station and he sets himself on 
fire. He's being very clumsy. He's lit his foot on fire. He bursts into the cubicle with a flaming foot to to put it out and knocks down Seabass. So we don't get any more of that scene, which I'm very glad of. That was the one thing where I was like, okay, I don't, I, you know, the that's... directors of this, the Farley brothers, are they yeah. are they folks who you've like heard of before? Because they've got quite a list of movies that came out like that were you know varying degrees of success. I think they were always shooting for for this you know kind of magic formula mm. again. I don't think they ever quite got there. But I I think that this is slightly less crude. Because after a while, I was like, yeah, it's the Farley Brothers. I was like, geez, if it's the Farley Brothers, I would have expected, you know, more crudeness. Not in a good way, let's just say. Yeah. No, I have heard about them as kind of, you know, directors of this, that sort of film, you know. Films of that ilk. Films of that ilk. I think of one, of them, one of the brothers went on to direct Green Book, which I know has its uh, whole, uh, you know, that's its own oh, whole thing. Yeah. But it's... Totally extremely different and a, and a real departure. Why don't you fucking direct a movie that makes a real difference to racial injustice? Like Crash, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fucking solve these problems, man. Come on. So Lloyd's taken over the driving while Harry's asleep and he's gone completely the wrong way. He's gone uh, the wrong ooh. way. He's into the plains of Nebraska, which yeah. I hear are undulating. <laughs> Uh, Harry's furious when he wakes up. They don't have enough money to get to Aspen. They don't have enough money to get home. Oh, the line I love. Don't have enough money to sleep. Don't have enough money to sleep. That's another one. That's like if you're if you were broke, that was one of the things that people used don't to always money say. To sleep. Yeah. You have enough money to sleep. Ridiculous. They are snookered. So Harry decides he's going to walk home. It's very cute. Here the morning bell. Here the Every time I hear the Crash Test Dummies, I just think yeah. about the TV series and cartoon, the Crash Test Dummies from the 90s, and how my favorite action figure was one of the Crash Test Dummies that if you pressed him, he fell apart. And my brother yeah. tried to throw him over the house like it was a kettle over a pub <laughs> and he never landed anywhere so i think he's somewhere, somewhere on, on the, the roof, roof. Yeah. of my parents house Aww. and every time i hear that song i think of the scattered remnants of my crash test dummy <laughs> look all right look look if anyone's gonna be controversial about my sound effect thing i dare you to listen to the crash test dummies this song and tell me that's not a sound effect what is what is that is it a man singing fuck off Uh, it's not a man singing what's that sound effect there's like a vacuum cleaner backing up or something no way at this point listeners i've just come to nod and agree with what kevin's saying about music it's, it's easier than trying to. your eyes betray your nodding head mr chaplin <laughs> yeah it's a sound effect very cute that when harry is putting his thumb out to hitchhike he's got to keep pulling up his trousers uh, i just thought that was sweet and just it does some real character work for me i thought he was, he was squatting and copping a shit like i thought he was there to do a bit of dirty business like you know like there was something in his head like you know that it was all right that he just do bare bottom on the the dirty ground there because he was going to make more dirt himself like <laughs> i do like silly stuff i do like references to to poo and, and shit and stuff it, it does make me you know happen. hollywood would be too scared to show you a bum these days in such an unglamorous way <laughs> so um lloyd he's traded the van for a silly little tiny bike oh yes this little scoot scoot and we get a little fake out where Harry's like, oh, 
Lloyd, I've never been more uh, thrilled. You totally Hooray! redeemed yourself. High five. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's nice. They do a little missed high five, which is, is fun. And they make it to Aspen, frozen together because it's so cold. But they're, they're it's in... It's like the end of The Shining. I love that. Yes, they're in Aspen. They're trying to find Mary. Lloyd can't remember her surname. And he's like, oh, wait, it's right here on the briefcase. Samsonite. Samsonite. Yes, yes, please. Great gags. gags are plenty. It's dense. Some more it's luggage gags. gags. Some more rice. Yeah, give me some more luggage gags. That's what I want. So, so it's it's around this time they notice that the case is full of dosh. And for yes. some reason, my head had told me that like Lloyd had already been dipping his beak in earlier on, like because you know, he he came up with money loads of random times. I'm like, <laughs> he's already taking money from this. Look, all I'll say is this: is that in our current economic climate in 2022, brackets mm. summer thereof. Yeah. Yeah, it's still up. It does make it makes you dwell on how many things a briefcase of money could get you back in '94. They oh, fucking wow. they yeah. go to town on this now. They get Ferraris. Mm-hmm. They get ski gear. They're throwing cash out left and right. But they promise that they're going to do IOUs, <laughs> which I was devastated to find out aren't a formal document later in life. Oh no! I I loved uh, IOUs were a big thing as a kid, weren't they? I loved an IOU. Yeah, and it took me. Like, I remember I was like nine before I realised. Oh, IOU! It doesn't stand for something. It's like it's right. it's a say it out. Uh, I can't remember. It's either the Game of Life or Monopoly. It's not Monopoly. It's the Game of Life. I'm pretty sure. Okay, that has IOUs in it, and they're like white and devastating. <laughs> it's red font. Oh, no, I love an IOU. But that's a very sweet kind of childlike approach to dealing with money. They just splash it on cars and a fancy hotel. You can't lose money that's accounted for. Well, a hotel where um, Charles and Diana stayed while they were together. That's uh, in the script, a bit of fun. But Jesus Christ, these days a briefcase of money would only get you a briefcase of lure pack, you know? <laughs> So the two lads, they're getting ready for a big fancy event. They they, they find Adieu. out that Mary is hosting, and her family are hosting, a Preservation Society for Owls event. The lads have got to get done up for the do. That's what we got to do for a do. You've got to get done up for a do. Obviously. And there's a cute little pretty woman scene that I'm like, I get that. I understand the reference. Um, and they, they end up with the fucking silliest orange and blue suits. I love it. It's great costuming. Do you Very remember fun. what we talked about in the priest world? There was tension because two sets of boys both wanted to come dressed a certain oh, way to okay. our dinner dance. Ah, so, so I just want you suits. now to imagine two 17-year-old North no. Dublin boys walking in to a hotel dressed like this and there being more than a bit of tension in the air because other people wanted to dress up as Lloyd and Harry. It's not fair. I've just remembered the time that I went to a fancy dress party and there were two Marios and two Luigis. And it was, yeah, that was a similar level of tension. That's Um, tense, man. That's tense. That was tense stuff. I mean, there's, there's so many uh, little movie references that I get here. There's the Silence of the Lambs reference. There's the yes, yeah. there is. Yeah, with the Silence of the Lambs reference, it makes me feel bad because it's like, look at these two idiots just quoting a movie. I'm like, that's like in ten years from now, that's how people talk. <laughs> like, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not very far removed from non-dumb and dumber chat. That's just regular old chat. Like, maybe that's why we're not seeing them as quite as silly as we thought because they are basically just 
a, a, a couple of blokes who have, you know... They're millennials, man. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing that uh, put me in mind of uh, Bottom and Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson was Lloyd saying, I, I've just got that old-fashioned romantic feeling where I'd do anything to bone her. And again, that's kind of an Americanized version of, you know, the sort of stuff that I was talking about. Classic Hammersmith hard man talk right there. Yes. Mary's here, they see her, and Lloyd's nervous, so he sends Harry in to go over to chat and to sort of set up a date or to bring her over. I didn't know you could ask someone to do that for you. That's crazy. Well, you can at school, you know, the whole my, my mate fancies you type thing. I didn't fancy anyone in my school. Fuck, damn I f- it. Yeah, no, I forget about the all boys boarding school thing. That was a whole thing. You know, there were lots of nervous young boys asking their confident friends to ask out girls on their behalf. I mean, the, the closest I know about that is a friend of mine in Galway would say how it would go down is you go up to the person in question and go, will you shift him? <laughs> and then if she said no, you turn to their friends and go, will any of ye shift him? And that's kind of the phrase. It's a bit cuter here, though. A little bit less crude. Yeah, yeah. See, if if we did that over here, it would be more like, "Can you please ask this person to 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 move on? Can you shift? Can you shift him? Can you get him out of the way?" I see. I thought you meant to say if you did it over here, it'd be more like kind of the streets, like but 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 you know that type of a thing. You know, talking about mates and being fish and tomatoes. um, (laughs) You don't say. You don't say shift do you what is no, it you that's say not what I, think. I, know, I know what you mean when you say shift but um yeah, snog is what snog. you be saying over here isn't it yeah snog you said snog over in ireland you get beaten up for being a protestant <laughs> i'll bear that in mind although last time i went to ireland i was scared to talk about or eat <laughs> because I... well in fairness look but yeah. as long as rte can get the rights for shift marry avoid i'll be very happy indeed so uh, it turns out you know, Mary ends up fancying Harry more than Lloyd. Uh, which turns really out there's something Lloyd. about Harry. Yes. Harry. And so they end up setting up a, a sort of skiing date with each other. Oh, let me tell you, we see a lot of it here now for the rest of the movie, but the Colorado cowboy high fashion, let me tell you something. Oh. I want one of them big long carpet coats. Yes, please. Beautiful Lloyd Christmas's look here is genuinely fabulous. What yes. a feathery hat he has. Yeah. Yeah, right. The tongue on the pole I had to look away for. Oh, yeah, no, that's I horrible. I literally couldn't watch it. Like, it's so horrible to me. Just because I knew people who had stuck their tongue to an ice pole. And honestly, other than The Simpsons, this is the only place I remember them seeing it. So it bears a debt of responsibility. But I do remember it being a lot less funny when a boy in my school got his tongue stuck to a pole. It uh, was, like, horrifying. And uh, he was bleeding on his tongue and it was like... <laughs> You know, awful stuff. I I do want to come back to something. I think in terms of misplaced quotes, there is a little Lloyd Christmas thing where he says something like... Yes. A little bit of bubbly or get some bubbly. But it's not a little bit of the bubbly. No, it's it's not. not. Ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. So... Chris Jericho, a wrestler, said that. It's more to my point that this movie has... It's it's seeped into the groundwater is what I'm saying this movie. Yes. Yes, you know? but he's misquoted it. Also, the lads with the bubbly murder an owl by accident. I love these owls, how shit they are. I love <laughs> that they're, they're like beanie babies. It's great. They were cute. And, and more about the kind of accidental genius that the criminals ascribe to Harry and Lloyd. They're like, oh, we killed their birds, so they've killed our birds. They're geniuses, these guys. They're, they're brutal. <laughs> they're they're me- mean guys. You put one of their little birds in the morgue, you put one of their slightly bigger <laughs> birds in the other bird morgue. Call up the bird mortuary assistant. There's more 
bird bodies for the bird morgue. I can give you another big laugh moment coming back to the uh, frozen tongue. Uh, tongue frozen oh, yes, to a pole. Please. Oh, is this when he's talking to the children? Going, when he's talking with the thing. You know, just something about talking with your tongue stuck to something was done very well and is very funny. My tongue literally hurts thinking about this scene. Ha! You know, it's just, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? You know, trying to speak with you. It is. Tongues are mysterious. They're like the starfish of the human body, and I feel that we owe it to ourselves to preserve them. Are they the strongest muscle in the body? I've heard that. I mean, it depends on your your definition of strength, because I would say cardiac muscle, which never tires, would be the strongest right. muscle in the body. Okay. Or that, or my raging biceps. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Can you make your tongue buff? Can you work out your tongue yes. and get a strong, strong tongue, a muscly tongue? Oh, I think you're going to ask if I've done that, because yes, I have. Wait, what? Yeah, I've got a buffer. T- I've I've got a buffer tongue that I used to have. Wow, how did you do it? Is that tongue? Oh, Kevin's <laughs> Kevin's doing a naughty smile at me. I'm a full-time podcaster, Sam. I use my tongue a lot, oh, so okay, all right, fair enough. You know. um, but also, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, did you call that a naughty smile or a cheeky smile? I said naughty, but was it more cheeky naughty. than naughty? It was cheeky. It was a it was a cheeky smile. It was a cheeky I resent smirk. the implication that my it was a smirk. Whoa, where are we going now? Uh, I resent oh. the implication that I was naughty in that instance. I'm, okay, it was, he was cheeky. He you was just loved, cheeky. I was simply cheeky. I was uh, naughty to be stricken from the records. <laughs> I've just remembered seeing uh, an advert for a zoo that had a new baby elephant coming in, and the the, the, the zoo baby. <laughs> <laughs> tagline for the elephant was like he's cute he's cheeky he's a cheeky elephant i just the idea of a cheeky elephant was was very appealing to me were they trying to explain why they have him held captive because he's cheeky you wouldn't want Uh, him out there now doing all sorts and i'm pretty sure his name was steven but that that's by the by um (laughs) Uh, it's a cheeky name to be fair though isn't it like Cheeky, cheeky guy. Jesus. And he was cute, and I can imagine he was cheeky. So, Harry's made a, a connection with Mary. They're getting on really well. Yes. And Lloyd goes to meet Harry's date by accident. So they've kind of swapped yes, ladies. They have. And Jim Carrey's character here, completely impervious to flirting and just pulls like funny, bored faces, doesn't want to listen to this, this woman talk about Yes, uh, which is truly a subscriber to the belief of treating them mean to keep them keen. <laughs> Which uh, is a uh, fallacy-laden ideology, but he literally turns to her and goes, I stopped talking, I'm so bored! <laughs> Which is not great technique, I would yeah. say, in terms of Whereas getting someone's interest. Harry's technique is great, because he's getting on well with Mary. They're, you know, they're making snowmen, he puts a little snow willy on it. Mary's charmed! Yes, they have a snowball fight, and you know, it's the kind of playful throwing snowballs, and then Harry just fully... Bops her in the face very hard with a snowball, and the the, foley, that, the that, sound effects—it's cracking stuff. But like that—that that is so many people, isn't it? When they're like kind of trying yeah. to be playful, and then they're like really into it, like <laughs> fucking yeah. psychopath. Like Lloyd, I'm getting these two names confused. Is it? It's almost really? like Bill and Ted. Yeah, something about the chip tooth that just reads Lloyd to me. No, you know? I I, sure. I would have instinctively said that he was the Harry of the two. Really? Yeah, but Lloyd heads back to Mary's house to see Harry driving away and uh-huh. the face that Lloyd makes where he's gutted and crying and sad but also angry yeah he's also angry betrayed 
Sad. I've seen that as a reaction gif slash gif, but it's gif. It's not actually gif, but you know, I've seen that. Whoa, um, whoa what the fuck was that? I, I, you I, brought I, up a contentious issue. You played both sides and then you just left us in a fucking lurch. What was that? I say gif and I think gif is is uh, an affront to uh, language. What the don't give it the time of day, Sam. Oh, least of all on the I, show. I, all right, I've seen it as a, a reaction gif and... Um, I, it's been it's called a guy good lord <laughs> i've seen that in work teams group chats that vision of lloyd's face i have seen that before so i i'm familiar with that why are you often being betrayed in the group chat no but i've seen other people use that as like a sad reaction to some some bad news or something oh so you haven't betrayed you've just betrayed other people I, uh, yeah, yeah yeah people reacting to me betraying them ah so lloyd is on to harry and what he's done here but harry is still carrying on the lie so lloyd slips loads of laxative into his tea to yeah, I was gonna uh, get say, revenge he, he slipped him a mickey here but he doesn't he slipped him a few logs of shite because he's going to be really <laughs> really regretting that you got your wish sam we've gotten some more flu here we've taken the one solid of the body and we're turning it into a fluid for the purposes of this scene we've got the fluids and i would have bet big on hearing my favorite sample the mm-hmm. shit everywhere the shit all over the walls at this point but we don't i think that's me myself and irene which is also maybe it is yeah a farley brothers right okay pretty sure not sure um Harry on his date with his very bad tummy in Mary's house. Look, poop noises, fart noises, diarrhea noises. You've really got to get quality ones and you've got to use them oh, yeah. well. Because I think you and I are probably both of an ilk where, like, I'll recognise a pre-rendered fart sound effect. Yeah. And that'll take me right out of a scene in a movie. Like, if someone's like, ugh, and then I hear the, that's the fart I used in, like, your 3D movie maker 20 years ago type, you know, yes. right away I'm like, he's not farting for real, I don't buy it. The work is a farce. Absolutely not. I'll tell you what, credit to the Foley. Beautiful music here in the terms of the farts. And credit to Jeff Daniels. He put his back into it. Oh, yes. And I was laughing a lot at this. And one of the funny uh, fart noises genuinely spooked my dog, Stanley. Uh, Wow. He reacted. He turned his head and looked at the tally when uh, Jeff Daniels did a, a particularly high-pitched guff. Wow, so, that's great, impressive. Great stuff. Of course, because the dog was probably hearing the farts that you and I can't hear because of our, you know, our <laughs> uh, audio range. So he was probably hearing all sorts. And then to cap this off, Mary saying, I hope you're not using that toilet. It's broken. Which, you know, is comedy classic stuff there it did make me a little anxious that yeah oh yeah yeah, that that idea i feel like it's the sort of situation that i could end up getting in but what i would never do but what i love and it's the kind of mad panicked logic thinking is that he uh, he just pours the toilet he unscrews the toilet from the fixings and it's just pouring a whole toilet out of the window fucking hell that's really funny that's really funny like there's a toilet full of like shit and he's it's broken so we've got to pour the toilet out of the out of the window it's, it's toilet humor out. sam that's what it is and it's you know really what good toilet humor yeah there's a lot of people who do this and they'll go straight to the brown and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that no someone could say it's a bit of a crutch but all i'll say is you gotta appreciate how effective this poop scene ha 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 was with no brown not even a smidgen it's much like the shark in jaws You know, it's actually more effective because you don't see it, I would say. 
I'm sure that, you know, because I remember I, this is when I started going to speech and drama classes and I used to do like <laughs> mimes and stuff like that. This is the type of stuff that made you think anything was possible. What, you mm. think you can't shit yourself in your two-minute mime because you got no shit in you? Think again. Wonderful stuff. Very funny to me. Great uh, age, again, as I said, like, you know, with the <laughs> so, um So Lloyd finally meets Mary. Uh, he comes to her house, tells her he's got the briefcase in his hotel room. And so she goes off with him to his hotel room. And she's, you know, she's very happy. She's like, you mean to say you drove 2,000 miles just for me? Gives him a little thankful kiss on the cheek. Oh. And we can also see that the criminals are, are coming as well. All, all of our plots here are, are converging. The criminals are coming! Yes. Lloyd's trying to make a, a kind of sincere speech that he's practicing about how she makes him feel like a schoolboy and, you know... He's, he desperately wants to make love to her and then he tells her that he's a paedophile. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, a, it's a good goof. It's a good it's goof. A it's a great... It's funny stuff. It's, as far as paedophile goofs go, that is a pretty solid gag right there. Also, I, th- I think he's mocking the English quite a bit, Lloyd. He does this, I like you a lot. <laughs> He's having a go at you. I like you a lot. And you're probably like, I thought Oasis and Blur taking the world by storm would give me an eye out of respect on the world stage. And you didn't get it, did you? She doesn't like him. And she says, you know, his chances are not good. One in a million. One in a million. And his response, very cute. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, uh, and again, another oft quoted thing, I think. I think that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah, I know a lot of brave boys who said that when they were not so gently put down over the years. No, oh, dear. <laughs> so I'm implying there that these boys are being like shot and killed or something like that. I meant like gently let down by people they're yeah. interested in doing a kiss on. Emotionally shot and killed. Although that's how it would yeah. have felt for those emotionally. Yeah. You know, I mean, fragile boys. metaphorically or literally, it was happening round back. <laughs> yeah. But Big Baddie, the big baddie, the big boss of the, the kidnappers, baddies, the comes in. Dirty tricks. Yeah. And Lloyd, Harry, and Mary are now all on a bed, about to be killed. And still arguing about girls and stuff. Three in a bed, about to be killed. (laughs) Oh, hey. Hey. There's that naughty smirk again. There Uh, it is. I recognise that a (laughs) mile. And you know what? It's quite cute that the two lads volunteer to be shot first um, to kind of protect the other until uh, Lloyd's just like, ah, no, fine, just shoot him first. Harry does get shot. Triple shot. Yeah. Bam. And then shoots the baddie because he's not killed. Well, he doesn't shoot the baddie though, does he? Yeah, he he, he he tries to. He creates like an outline. He creates arch (laughs) by uh, shooting around him. Turns out he'd been working with the feds. And you want to be shooting through someone, not around them, generally speaking. Yeah. He'd been working with the feds. The FBI storm in. It was the woman from the gas station earlier slashed the bar with Lloyd. She's Undercover FBI. A guy that always, always brings a smile to my face, but I was affected by not being able to laugh today for whatever reason. But he's like, what if you got shot in the head? Like, that's a risk we were willing to take. (laughs) There's kind of like just um, something about this movie that I think is really, really great. And they hit it here at this exact sweet spot is everyone in this movie, to an extent, is somehow a little bit silly. Like everyone. The cops are kind of a little bit silly. The criminals who are chasing them are a little bit silly. The only people who are kind of played very straight are like Mary and some of her kind of immediate family or whatever it is because they're going yes. through the kidnapping but it always makes for my money a much more and you mentioned bottom as well and i think that mm-hmm. it works because of that as well 
where there are silly characters in a silly world, which kind of explains why their silly characters can exist. Yeah. I want the fish to be out of water. I don't want the fish to be nowhere near even the concept of water. The fact that they have silly people to play off of. And like, I was thinking at the end of this movie, the, the laughs are shared pretty evenly between the two leads and yeah. you know there's enough guffaws there for some of the supporting cast yeah it's, it's, not, it's not the Jim Carrey show quite as much as I remembered it no and I'm, and I'm glad of that you know it gives everyone else a, a chance to shine and, and they shine pretty brightly I don't get the Jim Carrey fatigue that I usually do like if I watch like The Cable Guy or an Ace Ventura or like when we watch The Mask around the 70 minute mark was when I get that Carrey fatigue where I'm like yeah alright now go to bed Go to bed, please. I was hiding under my couch, hoping he doesn't see me. Go away. Go away, please. <laughs> Get out of my freaking house. <laughs> the big baddie's taken away. Mary, she's reunited with her kidnapped husband. So Lloyd and Harry are obviously, uh, you know, sad about Devastated. that. They don't get the girl. Cut to the two lads with no... Oh, also they reveal that the cash is just full of IOUs and that makes everyone yes. upset, you know. Everyone's um, upset, no money. And uh, yeah, they, this bit happens at the end of the movie. I'm convinced they could have put this like literally at any point once they hit yeah, the yeah. road and it would have has been as effective. But this is probably the most 90s comedy part of it because Sam is a fucking babe bus, dude. Yeah, they're, they're walking through the desert down on their luck. They've run out of money. They didn't get the girl their hog has broken down they didn't get the girl but they got the babes baby it's a bus full of uh, the hawaiian bikini competition tour is rolling through town and they're wondering if there's two volunteer oil boys who can <laughs> can come with them just the phrase oil boys is oil funny boys about. for the remainder of their tour and harry's like oh yeah there's a town just down there and you'll be able to find someone lloyd oh he's fuming so he runs after the thing and says uh girl i'm sorry about my friend there the town's back that way so way. in a way in a way kevin they're dumb and they're dumber because they they didn't think that the, they didn't put the and uh credits roll as the boys play tag and, and dick about and there we go that was that was dumb and dumber big laughs for you big laughs for me i didn't write down all the goofs and i didn't quote everything oh, but you, um, were, you were laughing throughout which... yes i was laughing throughout big laughs plenty of laughs i don't say you don't like to laugh because you obviously do but I do oh, think it's I'm not game for a given. Giggle. Yeah, but I know it's not given, even though you are game for a giggle, it's not given, mm. given your gameness for giggling, that you will have no. such a reaction with a comedy. Because I know we have had some comedies here where it's been like, it is funny. And I think like your reaction to it is, it's heartwarming to me. It makes me feel mm. less bad about my own reaction. Because I just feel yeah. like, here's a movie where I felt like I've strip mined it and I fracked it for like little <laughs> social snippets that we all use in a group. Mm. And now I've come back and I've tried to plow the field. And even though it's been left fallow, all the nutrients have left the soil. I just feel like I have strip-minded there's nothing left for me here in this movie i watched it and it was a, a mostly emotionless experience for me Other oh. than there was like there was hits of nostalgia here and there but it wasn't nostalgia for the movie it was nostalgia for referencing the movie and whatnot ah okay and the one thing about it though that i was really happy about was that there was a part of my mind thinking that billy keeble thought in my head that perhaps those of us who obsessed over it have ruined it for everyone else yeah but that doesn't seem to be the case here because you would have been privy to a lot of dumb and dumber hype in your time no doubt yeah and you still yeah, had yeah. a good time 
I had a great time. I can see how maybe if I watched this more and referenced it more and... I almost think I, I've, I've watched this at a really good time in yes. terms of my age and... I think you know, so, yeah, yeah. If I'd have watched it as a teenager and become kind of obsessed with it and kept you know, mentioning it all the time, then maybe I would have worn myself out. Like, I feel the same way about Spaced and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Loved them, adored them. Absolutely, they were so important for me probably even more important than this was when I was growing up. But mm. I watched it so much and then I like, you know, used it so much yeah. that I feel like watching it now, out. it's kind of like a bit like, you know, looking at a watch type of a thing. You know, it's yeah. time has come and gone in my life. But yeah. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it nonetheless. What was your favourite gag in the movie, do you think? What was the biggest laugh that I think it got out of you in retrospect? I laughed big early on at Lloyd running along the airport jetway and just falling out. Mm. Uh, that was a great physical comedy bit a and thick I also laugh. thick laugh uh, registered high with the guffaw rating on the chuckleometer and I you know what the big shitting the loud funny shitting and the pouring a toilet out of a window spectacular stuff uh, that's not to say that there wasn't you know quality writing in this and some of the just written jokes you know that you know your, your beer flows like wine etc this was jam-packed with jokes filled to the brim with gags and you, you you liked the crudeness to it as well it was I it did. was to your taste it wasn't too gross i can't really put my finger on it but it kind of pitched itself at the right level for me it's a delicate balancing act you could have so easily tipped over into something that i didn't like at all but it's it just it just hit the right notes i, I think I've, I've been conditioned for that kind of comedy through what i've grown up with would you want to watch more farley brothers movies then like there's something about mary mm. feels like a very big movie from this time i know i mentioned uh, me myself and irene as well that's another yeah. one i know there are ones that will probably be more fitting to put on a swill but i think it's worth bearing in mind that this was not a one and done this was the start of them being kind of the comedy kings of hollywood for uh, a couple of years and you know i would say those other movies similarly not with my friendship circles but with with older boys i remember like me myself and irene and something about mary taking on kind of a similar life of their own yeah. would you be interested in those those are a bit more on the ruder side though. I would be curious to see how the folks behind this handle something a bit more ra raunchy and racy and rude and whether that is the thing that tips me over into not liking it or not I yeah I, I would be I'd be very curious I mean, this makes it seem like there's an obvious sequel here, but no one's ever said anything good to me about either of the other movies that came out, so I'm wondering if they're cursed. I'm just assuming they're going on Cinema Swill either way. Like, <laughs> I heard one of them, the most recent one with the original cast, was funded with stolen Malaysian money or something? Yes. Oh, uh, Sam, there's an encyclopedia <laughs> thick controversy tab on that Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm interested in how, what happened to this franchise, I guess, uh, beyond mm. this movie. But this, this, I can see why people are passionate about it both negatively and positively uh, obviously there's there's stuff up with this it's not you know it's not perfect but i it just it tickled me in a way that i think american comedy movies um, yeah. or indeed comedy movies in general but we, we've watched quite a few american comedy movies sometimes don't with me and this just hit mm. the right funny bone and i had a, a real good time it stood the test of time i think as good as a movie like this could ever possibly hope to you know, mm. I really think that it's like, it is 
in many ways something of a miracle because I feel like this is the exact type of movie where someone would be like, yeah, you know, because I know we were talking about putting Ace Ventura up there, but yeah. there's a big hesitation with that. I think that's come up into the vote twice and then we said, no, don't bother because there's a really awful like transphobic bit in that movie that yeah. like just sticks out as aggressively mean and like unnecessarily cruel and horrible. And like, I, I don't think it's a Jim Carrey thing necessarily. I think it's kind of yeah. a Hollywood thing at the time that a lot of stuff was fair game. And in a movie that is making fun of dumb idiots, it's amazing they didn't spread their targets a bit further or were a little bit less kind, I guess, yeah. in their in their comedy. Like, it's really good-natured, you know? Yes, yes, it's good-natured and it's got more heart to it than you might expect. They're not horrible. Like, they're grating no. at points, but they're not horrible. They're they not horrible. Um... It's the least annoying Jim Carrey comes across in the leading role, I think, you know, in a comedy movie, I reckon. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Jeff Daniels, for me, I've not seen much of his work, but he... Oh, he's he was, great um, comedy. He's great in this. Him. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. They're a great pairing. He's got a lot to compete with when you're opposite Carrey in a comedy role, but he really, you know... He, he rises to the occasion. He handled himself better than a certain Tommy Lee Jones on the set of Batman <laughs> Forever. Let's just say that, yeah? So leave me in doubt no longer. Yeah. What is your rating, your star wipe rating for Dumb and Dumber? LOL, LMFAO, party rocking in the house tonight, four star wipes. You heard it here first. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinemaswell is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinemaswell on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinemaswell on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.